Work it out, work it out. That movie set the mood up. Yes, sir. Are you ready for some football talk? This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach, Al Gross, with Derek Kennard. And welcome to the show from Under the Helmet. We're here on our second show, and we'd like to welcome you all to the show. And we're going to be touching on pro football. We're going to do the roundup from what happened yesterday on Sunday. We're going to touch on some college football. And to lead in, we're going to talk to our co-host and the man, D.K. Derek Kennard. And we're going to open this up with talking about the big story of the day, D.K., the releasing of Wade Phillips. Yeah, we uh, we <clears throat> we lost Wade Phillips today, not in death, but as a uh, as a head coach of the Cowboys, he is no longer. Well, you know, we saw this coming. It's uh, it's, it's no surprise that uh, Wade Phillips was fired. Uh, we, football is real big down there in Texas, and um, they're just not going to tolerate much losing, especially with Jerry Jones at the helm. He is there as the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and he has a hand in everything they do. Um, you see him on the sidelines. He's very active with the coaches and the things they do or, and or say. Um, Jerry Jones has a hand in everything. But moving on past uh, Coach Phillips, we we're stepping in with, uh, I believe, is going to be uh, – Jason Garrett. Uh, Jason Garrett is a he's a offensive minded person that is uh, uh, cerebral with his with his offensive thoughts. He wants to put the ball in the air. That is his premise. That man wants to put that ball in the air and uh, air it out and get him to the receivers. Now they got some talent out there. They got some talent with those receivers. Now they, you know. That new receiver, Mr. Bryant, is doing really well as well. You know, he's put up a lot of numbers, and uh, they need to get the ball to him more often. He need more touches. Okay. Well, we're going to get back to the Cowboys, but we got a tour tour uh, around. Another big story, DK, is my Cleveland Browns upsetting Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And I want to touch on that a little bit for our, our people that are listening in Cleveland. Uh, I think the student uh, put one over on the teacher. What do you think, DK? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, that, I, I saw that coming as well. They, they've been playing some really good defense out there with uh, the Browns. Uh, they have. And, and you have, when you're putting up a stingy defense that, like they're doing, they're going to make some stops. By making those stops and and, and, uh, and and shutting down my man with the with the New England Patriots, uh, Brady, hey, you know that's going to happen. But now you have the Browns with that nice running game. They they doing the they oh, running the man. ball. Now see, I've been preaching to y'all about running the ball. You got to pound and ground them if you want to control the clock and want to control moving them chains. I'm always talking about moving them chains, big fella. And you sure are. And I think that's the, that's been the success of the Browns. Peyton Hillis has come in 
and he's uh, and he's been the leader of the of the running game. It looks like a little bit like my boy Kevin Mack a little bit back in Jim Brown. That's the staple of winning Browns football, and that's if you run the ball and you play sound defense, and then you toss in a play where they where they ran the old Bummerowski. They did the they put the team in the Wildcat and I love that. The linemen were standing still and they also outshined the the, the New England Patriots on special teams. Yes so. they did. Yes they did. You know, and they got it done on all three phases of the game. Special teams Offense and defense, they uh, put, they really did shut down that uh, New England team. I was I was really really uh, excited to see the Cleveland Browns turn that corner. But what's more amazing is that quarterback is starting to come around. Oh man, I am really really uh, uh, happy to see this young man with his maturity come around and uh, lead his ball club. Over a good, good ball club. That's a that's a that's a te- good testament to this young man as he's as he maturing and with his maturation, brother. Colt McCoy is is a guy that's been groomed from the time he was a five or six year old kid to play quarterback down in Texas. And I'm gonna give. I'm I wasn't a big fan of. I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't a big fan of holding on to Belichick Jr. Eric Mangini, but I will say this: he has gotten that team to play hard every week, yeah. week in and week yeah. out. The trade that Mike Holmgren made to get rid of the quarterbacks that were there, and to trade Brady Quinn <laughs> for Peyton Hillis is looking like a, a, a winner. He's looking real good for that. <laughs> now we're gonna keep moving. We're gonna go t- to our hometown Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, and their loss uh, this Sunday to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And it looks like uh, the coach of the Minnesota Vikings, DK, is going to live to see another day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does get to live to see another day. Coach Childress, you know, he's he's been a little helter-skelter, a little, uh, a little paranoid schizophrenic right now. But... Uh, uh, he's got to stabilize that locker room. That's that's something I want to see from him. If he wants to remain the head coach through, for the remainder of this year, he's got to stabilize that locker room with with uh, 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 not allowing. Uh, is it Harvin? Is it, they got so much discord Moss going? Monster Harvin. Yeah, the Harvin Brett Moss, Favre. Brett Favre. He just gotta, he just gotta get stabilized that locker room. Once he's able to do that and focus in on football, forget it. Hey, you know what? I'm, <clears throat> I've had a lot of controversy in my day with uh, playing with guys like. Ironhead Hayward and oh, down man. in uh, down there in New Orleans and and then we, <laughs> we turned around and went to the, to Dallas and and had some problems down there with Michael Irvin and Eric Williams and Leon Led and 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 the rest of the fellas. But you, you know what happens? The coach and uh, the the coach and the players as we get together in the locker room, we try to create a family atmosphere of of. Us against the world. Now, everybody's against us, and we want to go out and prove everybody wrong. That's what I want to see from the Minnesota Vikings head coach leadership from that man. He's going to have to turn that 
ball club around by way of his leadership. Now, I didn't like him doing what he did with the, to the Cardinals by beating our Cardinals in, the, in that overtime game. But we got to stop putting the ball on the ground and our cre- uh, creating our own turnovers and kicking ourselves in the uh, uh, kicking ourselves in the teeth. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to struggle looking for words to say because you know I was real close. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. It's a family show. We got everybody, the uh, uh, kids are listening. We want everybody to be able to listen, DK. Uh, but we have uh, uh, the Cardinals here who lost a key game to stay in the race for the Western. Conference, uh, NFC Western Conference, and I think the problem is uh, it's obvious. It's a quarterback issue. Uh, we got they tried to put in the young guy. We got Derek Anderson, who is probably not as accurate as they would like, and they're going on going through the Kurt Warner hangover. Uh, yes, he's, he's been sorely missed this year, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know that's something that we definitely, as a as a as a community here, are looking forward to next year pulling out a quarterback. Now turnovers has got to stop. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, uh, thinking and talking about that, uh, the locker room, you were talking about the locker room stabilizing. I want to give props up in Northern California to Tom Cable for going through what he's had to go through with the owner, Al Davis, and get that Raiders team turned around. And they are committed just like the Browns. It is no secret. To turn it around is running the ball. They've we've had a uh, we've had a a sighting of Darren McFadden, the Heisman Trophyman, that came uh, Heisman Trophy's two time runner up, come coming out of the closet and 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 making a difference with that team. They've taken the pressure off the quarterback by le- allowing him to run, and now they're hitting the ball down the field. And John for uh, whatever Ford. Uh, he's got one of them new names that uh, you know, uh, I'm a little old school, but he's had a breakout game. Uh, and what's your take on the on the resurgence of the Oakland Raiders? Well, you know the Oakland Raiders been known to have a, a deep threat receiver, uh, as in a Cliff Branch, and now this new kid that's uh, that's stepping forward. He's really uh, giving them that deep threat, and uh, I believe his name is Ford. Uh, but we have McFadden. Is he? He's a big long ball threat by that's coming right. out the backfield. Now that young man, I believe, can be leading the league and rushing if the Oakland Raiders make a commitment to running the ball. Now, granted, I do believe that you got to have a balanced offense so that when you go into that passing, that you go into your passing as a as a play action pass, and then you suck them 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 safeties and them backers in, and then then they double they double move you and take you deep. You can cut them, you can cut them deep and and, and gnash and gash them, <laughs> as I like to say. Well, and, and this makes the football so fun and so competitive when we get it down like that. Now we also uh, want to give props to Michael Vick for making a good comeback. And uh, you know our topic today is 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 coaching changes. When in college and pro football, it's time to make a coaching change. Uh, there's been a coaching change already done. There's a few more coaches on the hot seat. And when we come back, we want us to call in, and we're going to touch on that Cowboys situation and talk about how we both have gone through coaching changes in college and professional ranks, and when is it time to pull the trigger 
and make a coaching change. Yes, I want to talk about that as well. But listen, call in to our number for our call-in number is 888-346-9144. All right, Al, we're going to take a break and take a pause for the call. From Under the Helmet. Bang! We'll be right back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts Derek Ennard and the coach al gross you will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative from under the helmet is broadcast every monday at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on the voice america sports channel It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. This is Derek Kennard bringing you back from Under the Helmet here at Voice America. We have, when is it time for a coaching change in the NFL and or the NCAA college football? You know, we have this situation going on in Dallas, and uh, did did uh, they retain Phillips too long? Did they keep him too long? When is it the time to say goodbye? I, you know, <clears throat> I thought they would make the change a week or two ago before it got this bad, but uh, uh, they held on to him, and I saw this coming uh, a couple of weeks ago. This was coming. But, uh, Coach, uh, when is it a good time to 
to bring in new blood and or right now we're looking at Jason Garrett coming in here to be the head coach uh, as an interim head coach. Uh, it appears as he is he doesn't seem like a good quality leader of a whole entire football team. I believe he has the organization skills to get it done, but um, uh, he's a quiet leader. Uh, and right now, I don't know if that's what this team needs. They're one of the youngest teams in the league right now, and they got a whole lot of young boys on this team. Uh, young men, I don't want to call them boys. and uh, They're cowboys, but yeah, they just call <laughs> them young men. But then, uh, you know, you have to have somebody that's going to take on uh, ownership of of uh, getting these guys sh- uh, discipline is what they need now and and we also need a commitment uh, from this ball club if they're going to commit to the run and balance this offense to where um, Jason Garrett well, he wants to air it out and and he's been trying to but we've been throwing the ball to the wrong colored jerseys for whatever reason and we know we got quarterback problems we got problems on defensive end side of the ball and we got problems over there and the special teams all three phases of the game well when when I've been through a couple of coaching changes up in Cleveland and when you lose the locker room, and we can see the stress on Wade Phillips' face, uh, you know, watching the game, I felt sorry for the guy because when you're one and six, you know, you know, the axe is going to fall sooner or later. Jerry Jones has a policy; he had a policy that he doesn't fire the coach in the middle of the season. We all like Wade Phillips as a person and as a as a, as a he's a father figure. But when you when you looked upon as a guy that uh, we can get away with stuff, when you got a lot of bad bad kids, you need somebody that's going to put them in line, and you don't need the grandpa figure to be their friend. And they all like playing for Wade Phillips, and I like him too. But it's about winning football games, Absolutely. and you cannot lose and be in Dallas, Texas, or anywhere. And uh, and 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 and, stand, and stay in the National Football League. Now we got a we got a we got some call a person calling in who is a big Cowboy fan. Jose, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Well, give us your take. Is it official? Is Jason Garrett there, or are they looking at somebody else like a Bill Cowher or a Tony Dungy? What's your take? Being a being the biggest Cowboy fan I know, what's your take on that situation in Dallas? Well, first of all, I want to say is that Dallas Cowboys is officially on the clock waiting for the commissioner to get the first pick in NFL draft. That's what I'm saying. Besides that, Jason Garrett, I've not been a Jason Garrett fan. First of all, Jason Garrett, no commitment to the run, just as D D said. I mean, you got to have some balance. Last year, I think top three in running, and then the whole offseason, all you hear is the three-headed monster. you got you got three running backs, top quality running backs that anybody else would have. Yeah, and right. Not, I don't think any one of them had a 100-yard game this year. You know what I mean? Right. So you, 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 what you're doing is you're playing a video game. We didn't all play the video game, and everybody wanted to send Randy Moss deep. And you know what? That gets your quarterback hurt. That gets your offensive linemen backpedaling instead of teeing off on folks. And that, that's where I'm really frustrated with. So Jason Garrett, you know, he's going to come in. What is he going to do different? He's running the offense. The offense can't score. So you tell me, how's the offense going to be? And the defense has just not shown up. So to your question as far as when should a, co- when should a coach be let go, Wade Phillips needed to go because they stopped playing for him. 
they stop playing for him. him, Then, you know, there's no respect in the locker. And you know what? I'm tired of everybody saying they need a player's coach. From all accounts, Wade Phillips was the nicest coach, respected his guys. Nobody had anything bad to say about him. And guess what? He's unemployed right now. Right, right. But he got 25 million reasons uh, to to be happy. He'll be taken (laughs) care of. But, DK, this is is, is what I'll is yeah. that nobody cashes a check on Sunday. Everybody straps it up to play. <laughs> nobody looks at that check account on Sunday. Right. You know what? It's all about players' pride, coaches' pride. He might have $25 million to reason to walk away, but you tell me right now his heart ain't heavy. Right, right. He, you know, this this guy. He grew up in the state of Texas, and he has he has a lot of pride, a lot of pride with uh, with that uh, Dallas Star, uh, caring at Dallas Star. So he he yes he he's hurt. He he walked away very uh, very hurt from this. But uh, um, once again, he, he uh, you know he's going to the bank for twenty five million. So he's going, he, to, he's going to be okay. That that's correct. Now let me ask you a question. And let me ask both of you guys a question. Yes, sir. How do you get seven days to prepare and the Cowboys cannot move the ball? They can't stop anybody. That's, this is the biggest frustration of Dallas Cowboy fans is you got the number, what, top five defense last year, top five offense last year, and all of a sudden, wait, one year we haven't forgot how to play offense, defense, and special teams, and, and the, the faces haven't changed. You're well, right. You're right, man. It's all about paying attention to detail, and uh, I don't believe that that's what they're doing right now. They got to pay attention to detail, both on all three phases of the game. Now, when you become a good team, uh, a, a great, a good team become great is when you pay attention to the details. When I'm talking about paying attention to the details, you got, uh, you got the running back that popped out. To take on a outside linebacker that is supposed to blitz, but then he popped out on the outside, and this man come inside, and he wasn't prepared for that. But oh, if you watch the film, the man been doing this all season long. All season long. Come on, man. <laughs> now you got a quarterback on the turf, yeah. and now he's out. Yeah. And by the time Tony Romo come back, season over, game over. Right. Dallas Cowboys. The first pick is. Right. Yep. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Well, let's talk about this. The Cowboys have had a drop in statistics going from the tops of the ranks down to the bottom. And it's basically been a philosophy of not sticking with what got you there and what made you successful. And then we're talking about the coach being fired, losing the locker room, and it all starts with the possibility of Jason Garrett being too pass-happy. You got Tony Romo. So I don't think Jason Garrett is the right choice, but we're going to see what Jerry Jones is doing. We got Bill Cowher, I think, and turn that team around. Mm-hmm. I'd throw a boatload of money if I was Jerry Jones. I'd take because I got a big stadium I got to fill. I'd go out <laughs> and do whatever it took to get a Bill Cowher and start kicking some behinds in that locker room and holding people accountable, and I think that's the move to make to turn the Cowboys around. Well, I agree with that. I think there's two coaches out there. Now, both of them, I mean, let's, let's be real. Bill Cowher has an ego, and so does John Gruden. The thing is, is the state of Texas big enough for either one of those coaches and Jerry Jones to exist? Jerry Jones needs the credit, wants the credit, desires the credit, and is always on television in his face. He has his own show in Texas. We all know that after the game, they go and interview him before they interview the players or the coaches. So the thing is all about Jerry Jones. The thing about Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones is the president, the GM, and making all the decisions, so a lot of the blame has to fall on his doorstep. 
Yes, sir. So he's making a lot of personnel changes and a lot of this and that. When it comes down to W's, he has to take a brunt of the, you know, the blame. So I, my my thing is is that like you said I go throw money at Cower because I want somebody to come in there and I'm not I'm tell you right now as a Cowboy fan I'm tired of these guys sitting up here talking about players and coaches and stuff I want a coach to come in there like Bill Parcells put his thumb down and say just go hit that wall and the players say how hard how fast do you want me to go through that wall that's all I need don't yeah, need okay. nothing else Jose what do you think about a coach Tony Dungy coming in here and 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 he- him with his quiet demeanor of taking on this da- this young Dallas Cowboy team. What do you think about that? I would love Tony Dungy to be there. Number one, Tony Dungy isn't as quiet as everybody thinks he is. And what I mean by that is some people cast a big shadow. Warren Sapp and a lot of the players have said, and uh, Barber has said, Tony Dungy cast a big shadow, and Tony Dungy is a very loud man in the locker room. His presence is loud. There's a difference between being verbally loud and screaming and yelling like we got at the New York Jets. But there's some people that cast a big shadow and respect, and people will play for them. Right. Everywhere Tony Dungy has gone, his players have played for him. It wasn't John Gruden that got that team ready for the Super Bowl. He walked in and the Super Bowl was handed to him. And then when he went to uh, the Indianapolis coach who couldn't get over, he took them. So I would take a Tony Dungy in a heartbeat. Yes, yes. You think Tony Dungy would come out of retirement? What are your What are your thoughts? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because <laughs> I don't think Tony to work for Dungy, Jerry Jones. To be honest, That's the Jerry thing. Jones, well, let me ask you, DK. You've been through a coaching. Give us a give us what happened when you were uh, with the team. What when you went through a coaching change with uh, what team was that? Was that? The, I was with a coaching change with the Cardinals when we lost uh, 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 Coach Gene Stallings. We brought in brought in a bunch of interim coaches, and and Coach Hank Kuhlman came through, and and then we had Coach Bugle, and uh, of course Coach Bugle changed. Uh, he, he traded me to the Nolan Saints, but I, you know every time I see him, I hug and kiss and. Like, <laughs> uh, but you know that was a good move for me at the time. But what I want to know is. What was going on in the locker room? Because I was in Cleveland when the, when Sam Ritigliano was fired uh, in midseason and Marty Schottenheimer took over. And basically we had a situation where we had a, a older older coach with everyone loved him, but we got a disciplinarian following him with Marty Schottenheimer, and the guys were just not tackling. The guys were – the offense was in disarray. Real similar to what's going on in the situation with Dallas – what happened with the locker room? Because I know we had finger pointing and stuff going on. What happened to the guys? We give the people what the guys are going through. Well, these guys, these guys need to need some direction, and they need to have an understanding that they're in the business, and they need to go ahead and go out there and, and, and opposed to making business decisions, they need to be playing for their careers. Because if you if you're not going to be playing in Dallas, you got to be ready to play somewhere if you want to continue to be in the NFL. That's why they call it not for long. <laughs> <laughs> not for long. Well, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to a break and and pay some bills right now, and when we come back we're going to be talking about our college football roundup and we're going to be talking about the game coming up that me and dk have invested some people that we uh (laughs) we know and love down in arizona tucson we'll be right back from under the helmet
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages, so tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the From Under the Helmet. We are coming back with our NCAA roundup, and we have the Oregon Ducks are at the top of the ranks again, and of course with Auburn uh, following them with TCU, Boise State. You know, this is uh, this is int- starting to be a very interesting uh, lineup here with these the rankings here. I love the Oregon's as uh, leading the Pac-10 uh, along with the nation with uh, with their with their dynamic uh, offense, 
and they just have so much team speed. Of course, I saw I had an opportunity to see them up close down up in Southern Cal a, a, a couple of weeks ago um, by them just uh, trouncing our, our our Trojans down there. Um, you know, I love this the the team speed that this uh, this offense has, uh, the defense as well, and um, you know I only see anybody that has the team speed that they have is LSU is uh, is starting to climb back up as well. So yeah. what are your what are your thoughts about somebody from the SEC creeping up on into this BCS lineup? Well, it's tilted for Oregon if they can beat. Oregon State, who is the last team I see on the schedule mm-hmm. that they have that can, right. that can match up. Mm-hmm. And they play them every year, and those coaches know each other real well. I think Oregon State is the biggest chance because they've already played Stanford and beat Stanford. Uh, so in the Pac-10, that's the only challenge. Now, the other thing that helps Oregon State out, Oregon out is they don't have a, a championship game. No, so they don't. No, they don't. The, the Auburn has still got to go through that uh, east-west uh, playoff game, which I don't see anybody in the SEC East that will beat them, but they, you know, they got Alabama to play Absolutely. still at the end of the season, in which that could trip them up. So that puts yeah. TCU in who murdered Utah this yeah. past weekend, yeah. and we got Boise State who they're not going to run up against any resistance, in my opinion, until they meet your Nevada Reno Wolfpack. And we're looking at uh, possibly two teams from out west being in that that situation for the BCS championship game, which, by the way, Mm -hmm. is being held right here in the the Valley of the Sun. We're in Phoenix, and it's being held right next door in Glendale. So that game will be here, DK. Absolutely. But you know what? You can't discount the SEC. They are so competitive in that in that league down there. You got Auburn, which brings Bob. Auburn has this controversy with Newton. What, what happened there with him having some controversy with some money issues? A little Reggie uh, Bush, a little Reggie Bush controversy. Oh my huh? goodness! I I hate to see this happen to a young man that is just having such a phenomenal season and he is so talented uh oh my <laughs> is he the best player money can buy is that that's well, what the guy that's what the rumor is that they uh offered his dad somebody linked to his father said there was a middleman that said one of the schools in mississippi if they want my if you want my son it'll cost you one hundred eighty thousand dollars. now that's a lot of money it is a lot of money, but uh, he shouldn't sell his, uh, his son short because he's got a he's got a boatload of load of money coming his way. Just if he could just hold on to his cojones, he gonna be all right. Well, that that that's another uh, situation that has yet to be proven and and played out. But the gentleman is having a Heisman Trophy winning uh, type season. And we wish him all the best because we got enough going on in sports right now Absolutely. without, uh, you know, having situations like that come up. And it's media. Who, who, who's it, in contention other than him uh, for that for, Heisman? For the Heisman. Well, yes. you got to look at that, that, that kid at Michigan who saved Rich Rodriguez's job because uh, there was almost time for a coach. It was close to a yeah. coaching change yeah. time there. And I think Rich Rodriguez – should put in a trust fund 
some of that big money that he's gotten yeah. as a coach, they need to put that in a trust fund for that kid for saving his job because without that man coming out and emerging, uh, Rich Rodriguez was getting in trouble with the NCAA was on the way out. Oh, he was absolutely in the hot seat. He was going to be out of here this year if that young man didn't save his job. But, I, you know, he's faltered. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't been lighting, lighting up the uh, scoreboard uh, as of late. Or he came on early on in the season, uh, somewhat helped out this coach and saved his job. But oh, is there any other contender? Not a pretender, a contender. <laughs> Who's a contender to challenge this Newton kid for the? Is it is it the, uh, the quarterback out of USC? Um, oh well, no, we can't give it to SC. I mean, I know that's your boy and everything, and your son plays for SC, but they don't have enough wins. No, no, they, they don't, don't have enough wins, enough. and. We forget. We can't forget that the most of the writers who vote for the Heisman are in the East. So yeah. it's very hard yeah. for somebody. You have to really, really, really yeah. do a lot to get a Heisman Trophy out west because right. it's voted by the people. Now I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question. You're real close to the SC program. I'm gonna put you on the spot, big fella. Man, bring it on. Bring it on. Did Pete Carroll know about Reggie Bush and his financial situation? He just miraculously. Miraculously, <laughs> all of a sudden, took off to Seattle and took the money. And I know people have been coming at him before that. And he took off and ended up in Seattle and all these allegations come down. Did he know? I don't think he did know. The man sat in my living room recruiting my son and told me and my wife that uh, all the money in the NFL couldn't, couldn't uh, sway him back. But. With his pride of the of the Trojans to save the program, he decided to leave because it was going. They were going to give uh, the USC football program a death sentence if he didn't. So they turned around and hired uh, um, uh, Monty Kiffin to come in to uh, to man this ball club. And uh, you know, I'm 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 not too happy on how how the outcome of our, uh, our offense or defense is playing. But uh, you know we got some things we need to shore up as well. We got we got to stop being stubborn and and get out of that darn Tampa too. You know how I feel about that Tampa too. That ain't, yeah. that get my nostrils flared up. You don't want to get that flared up. I might have to I might have to tighten up my chin strap. Well, you know um, that uh, that's another situation where they 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 will be on uh, uh, probation for the next couple of years. They yes, will not. They will, they will not have them as many scholarships to go after no. and and it's going to uh, change the face of the power base in on the west coast and i think we're looking at uh, oregon's and the stanford's and the arizona's to start coming back in but i want to go to 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 uh, express my disappointment mm -hmm. with the way the arizona wildcats uh played up in stanford with a big game for them to take the next step mike stoops uh, we, he's done a tremendous job to this point. But I can see losing, but not getting your butt kicked like the way they got kicked uh, against a good, well-coached Stanford team. Now, what do you see uh, uh, the the the, the Pac-10. How do you see the Pac-10 playing out? You've been you've been very close uh, with your son playing. How do you see these next few weeks playing out in the uh, in the hunt for the Rose Bowl and the national championship between Stanford, Oregon State, 
Oregon as being the top three teams? Well, I don't see anybody stopping Oregon right now. They, uh, unless somebody uh, significant be, uh, be gets in, injured in the next week or two, the, nobody's going to stop Oregon now. And uh, you, you talk about Stanford. Stanford's in the hunt. Uh, you, you can't discount them because they got a balanced offense and their the defense is they're playing on three phases of the game is playing well with them. So you really got to pay attention to Stanford as well as Oregon State. Oregon State is, uh, you know, that that boy down there, that that that, uh, that, that Jacquez, uh, Jacquez uh, kid is just playing phenomenal the football. Quarterback. Oh my goodness, they are yeah. really, really playing some good football up there in Oregon. Uh, but uh, um, I put uh, one, two, and three would have to be Oregon and uh, Stanford, and then Oregon State. That that's what I'm uh, how I'm looking at it that right now. And I thought uh, I thought we would be sitting here today talking about Arizona being. Uh, the third wheel on that yeah. and possibly challenging Stanford as that number two wheel in there. But uh, they just played. They just got snuffed out uh, by that good balance of that uh, offense down there in Stanford. Yes, they did. And uh, I just want to uh, uh, note that we will be at the mm-hmm. game you and I uh, down in Tucson this week, uh, yes. Saturday yes. coming up. Yes, and, we will. Uh, and we have some uh, – I got a lot of love for – uh, Armand Armstead yeah. and your son, uh, that's family to me. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, uh, the school tradition, and I got to pull for the Wildcats to, to come into a bowl game this year and man, another major, major bowl game and hopefully uh, uh, keep that alive. And uh, Man, you're drinking too much of that Wildcat orange juice, big fan. You need, you need to get up off that, man, and start drinking well, some know. of that Nevada Whoopack Wolf juice. You, orange juice, big fella. You know, get up you off know, that. Now, you know, we're from up north, and the fans up north are not like the Southern Cal and some of these other fans. When we <laughs> stick with a team, we're going to stick with a team. You can't be jumping off ship and, and, and bandwagon and when it looks good, <laughs> when it's fashionable to be a, be a sports. That's why L.A. doesn't have a team right now, it's a professional team. It's because when it's fashionable, to be a Laker fan or Laker, all Laker fans, but when they start getting beat, they don't even show up anymore. Not unlike the East Coast, oh, in the South. Come on, man! In Northern Cal. <laughs> well, we, you know, hey, look at here, man. I've been an Oakland Raider fan my entire life. I stick with them. I stick with them. I'm gonna die with them, big fella. And and you know, I'm the same. We grew up watching those those great teams from the '80s, and just the style, the physical style of the of the old Oakland Raiders, yes, and it's just translated in the way you played football and the way I played football. And I guess that's why we were successful to get into the NFL. Absolutely. Hey, we are going to be breaking here in just a few. Moments moments here but before we do i want to tell you about we're going into our segment of the monday night football pittsburgh against cincinnati Bengals. oh we got some contenders and we got some pretenders which one are you watch out <laughs> <laughs> to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional, college, and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to From Under the Helmet with the coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard. And we're going to talk about the Monday night matchup, the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, DK, what do you see happening in this game tonight? Well, I see that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a – they're going to they're going to run the ball to, you know they run the ball extremely well they're going to control the clock you got Ben Ben Roethlisberger going to deliver deliver those passes downfield and get some and stretch and stretch the defensive backfield and and uh, they're going to score they're going to do a lot of scoring tonight well i do not see cincinnati putting up much of a fight uh defensively offensively they have so much potential on the other side of the ball over there with the Cincinnati Bengals. I have no idea what's going on or why that quarterback can't get the ball to Ocho Cinco and, <laughs> and, and T.O. out there in the perimeters. They got to be able to get the ball out there to them. But you know they got to balance, uh, balance that attack with a, with a running game. Who do they have back there in that running back position to bring that ball to – 
to the pound and ground game that I'm that I really love to see out of a ball club. What, what who do they have back there? Uh, they got the running back. He has uh, from Texas. I can't call his name right now. The the big running. He was had a great year last year. He had about sixteen, seventeen hundred yards actually last okay. year. Okay. But I, what I think is going on with the with the Cincinnati Bengals is we got too much to and too much Ocho Cinco in in Carson Palmer's ear, and he can't concentrate on what he's got to do with somebody. I'm open, I'm open, I'm open all the time, and yeah. somebody following him around on the. I don't know what's going on in that situation, but Marvin Lewis, uh, they're not. They don't seem to be playing as strongly as they were last year, and uh, I, I think it's a little smoke and mirrors. Now I, we've, I've been a Cleveland Brown fan, and but I've always admired the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Now we're talking about coaching changes when Bill Cowher stepped down to retire. Mm -hmm. They came right back with Mike Tomlin, who they haven't missed a beat. They've won a Super Bowl under Mike Tomlin, and I think they're a model organization. The owner doesn't put his Put, he lets the people football people do football things, and we consistently see the Pittsburgh Steelers winning, and I see them winning tonight also, uh, just yeah. basically on the strength of playing for the coach and uh, not not saying that they're not playing for Marvin Lewis, but uh, I wish I wish I could just flash back and be back out there with T.O. and and, and Ocho Cinco. I would take. I hate to say it. But I would take a 15-yard helmet-to-helmet collision with one of those two guys just to shut them up and <laughs> let them just concentrate on football, that dancing girl, dancing and girl shows. I don't want a teammate like that. I want a guy committed to football. I see your point in that. You know, uh, this uh, this league nowadays is all about marketability. Everybody's trying to market yourself for after they uh, after their careers. Um, I admire. I have some admiration for that uh, at uh, to some degree, but. Like uh, like you said, you it, there, there's got to be a commitment towards football opposed to all this this, this dancing with the stars and and and, and all these uh, reality TV shows that they're doing on uh, on uh, what is it Oxygen and whatever channel they uh, Bravo and uh, uh, BET. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know nothing of, nothing against BET. It's just I got something or, against BET. Oh, oh well, I, hey, fix yourself then. Well, now what we. <laughs> Reel me back in. Let's get back to the Monday night ball game. You know, Pittsburgh, they they just win, man. They just win every year. But it's the cool. same formula, DK. Yes. It's running the ball and sound defense, and we're seeing the teams get weeded out who throw the ball 40 or 50 times. Now, the the the, the uh, Indianapolis Colts, we've seen them put on a great display, but they got beat this week yes. by yes. Um, who beat them. Oh, Indianapolis Colts got beat by your, your your Browns, big fella. No, not the that was that was New England. New England, but somebody that's right, put that's the right. running game on them and and beat them. Uh, and 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 forgive me for 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 not remembering for your lack of memory. But you know, I'm getting up there. I'll be fifty in a couple months. So. Oh my goodness, man! So dude. that's what happens. They say two things go when you get older. Your one eyesight. is your memory, and the other one I can't remember. No, probably your eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> 
But look here, we have uh, what are the key matchups for this ball game? You know, everybody loves Palomano, that but you know they're taking away from him making those big collisions that he that he normally does, and he's been pulling back on the, on a lot of major hits that I've seen that he could have just devastated some of these guys. But he's been pulling back. Is this is this going to affect? The big collisions that we love to see, and and uh, you know you have you have Michael Irvin used to say, you just got jacked up. <laughs> I loved when he. I loved that. That was the that was the that was a big plays where guys get the discombobulated and, and, and separated from the ball and get some snot knocked out of their nose. Man, I love that. You know that. You know that's that's football, well, that's, man. That's 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 how we grew up. But you know the commissioner is taking it uh, taking it upon himself to protect the players. Now we got a lot of players up in age now that uh, those concussions and the studies have shown. You know, and they used to hide that in the NFL, yes, but they now did. they're coming out and they're seeing that guys are doing it. And it's uh, we got the guy Harrison today. He's one step away from getting suspension. He's got one more. He's been fined over a hundred thousand dollars. And uh, so that's something to look at. But we both agree. Uh, you 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 taking Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. I take Pittsburgh in this matchup tonight. Uh, I don't see uh, Cincinnati coming out of this tonight. They, you know, they they the Cincinnati's the pretenders, and we have Pittsburgh as the contender. So, DK, we want to we want to ask you. We're going to let some of our viewers back in California and out, out in Dallas and. And our fans out in Cleveland and across the country. And the what's, up, what's up with DK these days? What, what you doing out here? Right now, I'm a counselor over at Blueprint Education. We we have an alternative school that we we're, we're help turning some kids back around and getting them back on track uh, to their home schools. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just uh, helping out my son with his uh, pro uh, pro ed performance with his uh, with. He's he's a trainer. He trains people uh, athletic training. That's what he does, and I go out and help him at from time to time. Well, that's wonderful. You know, we both have a commitment. We share uh, a, a common love that goes back to, to caring for kids, and it's uh, it's a heartfelt commitment that I've always had. And we've uh, going back to our camps in California. Uh, so I'm out here with Hitman Sports, and we'll be doing the. Byron Evans and Mark McMillan, who are also hosts, uh, they'll be having a golf tournament at the Raven. And we want to thank our listeners for being with us this Monday night as we go into Monday Night Football. We'll see you next week. Joining us for From Under the Helmet, Derek Gennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet.